0: Hallelujah. with the music just a little lower let's just lift our hands and our voice let our voice be the music for a moment come on let the sound of your heart let your thanksgiving be praise and honor and glory to the Lord this morning let it be a song to him today Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, we worship you today, Jesus. We worship you today, Jesus. We worship you today, Jesus. We do thank you today, God. We love you so much. we praise you in this house. Let's go to the Lord in prayer while our minds are on the Lord like this, and let's remember to pray for all of those that uh, have been affected. Most of us know who, who is who that um, have either have or are recovering from uh, COVID. Uh, we've had several in our church family that uh, have been sick or that are sick. Some still waiting on test results. Um, We want to pray for them. Ask God to continue to bring healing. Some are better. Thank the Lord for that. And we'll be seeing them again soon. So we're glad for that. Um, Let's remember to pray for Brother Wayne. Sister Wanda Pledger, her mother, that they'll continue to recover and get better. Um, Pastor Court Chavis, I saw that um, they posted that he uh, has uh, COVID. And so they've... I don't know if his family, the rest of his wife or children are sick with it as well, but I know that they've canceled service for for a couple of weeks uh, while they're recovering. So let's pray for their church. God would just touch them and strengthen them. A lot lot of people sick, a lot of people uh, mourning the loss of loved ones. I know I think the the Rose family had a, a death in their family, so let's remember to pray for them today. All the ones that have been affected that that hurricane really did a number in Lake Charles, Louisiana, really tore that place up. a lot of churches damaged. some places said they may not have power for another month. people doing without electricity. Uh, some said even as late as November before they might get power restored in some areas that's a long time to go. Without electricity and things So a lot of families are probably displaced right now Needing things We're going to be uh, looking at putting something together Like we did before Send a relief truck down So I'll let you know about that as we uh, figure that out But let's be praying for them I know they need our prayers today And uh, God's able Nothing too hard for Him You know what? He can do anything Let's let's believe that today and lift our hands to Him and pray Precious Lord we love you today And we thank you for what you're doing In our midst, we thank you for the presence that we feel in this house already. We know that without you, we can do nothing, Lord. So we welcome you in this house today. Heal the sick, Lord. Set the captives free. Comfort those that mourn. God, bless your people like only you can today. Help those that have been in the path of that storm. And Lord, restore to them the things that have been lost. Bless all that's done in this service in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand and let's pray for our prodigals this morning. Excited about getting back to prodigal prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I just speak restoration over our prodigals, Lord. I pray that they would believe and they would hope in your mercy again today, Lord. I plead your precious blood over each and every one of our lost brothers and sisters today, God. I pray that you would encourage them but God, also encourage us and give us a fresh burden for them today. I pray that your perfect will would be done, Jesus, and I'm standing in agreement with your spirit for what you desire to do in each and every one of their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, give him a hand. God's able today. Aren't you glad nobody's without hope? There are those that that they're just yet to know the Lord and they're not without hope they're those that have known him and have walked away but the same thing applies they're not without hope either God's able to heal, deliver, set free to restore, to build again to put back in place there's nothing that God can't do I love the story of the, the son that comes home when that father begins to dress him again. That's that, that part, the symbolism and that the, the shoes on his feet, the, the robe to cover up so he all the rags that he was wearing were covered by the robe that robe of righteousness cover those filthy rags and then he put that ring on his finger to let him know uh, who he belonged to and I'm thankful today that that's what Jesus can do. I'm thankful for him today. Jesus uh, sets us free. One place said, "If we, uh, if the truth will make you free, you'll be free indeed." You know, and the sun, if the sun make you free. You're free indeed. I'm thankful for that today. Appreciate our, our music and our sound and all of our people that work in media that help out. Thankful for everyone that threw in and came over here and cleaned the church for us on this Saturday. Cleaned and cleaned the baptistry, cleaned the church up without you know, anybody even really knowing about it. We found out we were getting ready to come over here and do some things. Oh, it's done. That was a big burden reliever to us. It was a big help to us because we had so many things going on on Saturday. So thank you, ladies, you all that came. If you're in here today, I appreciate you doing that. I do. Uh, today I want to read just quickly and try to move on. Uh, I'll be glad when we get back to the regular schedule too because I hate to feel like I'm on a time limit in this first service. Uh, But we're going to preach for a little bit today. The book of Luke chapter 7 and starting with verse 36 says that one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold a woman in the city which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meeting the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, began to wash his feet with tears, did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. He saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed five hundred pence, the other fifty. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him the most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. How much do you love him today? How much is he forgiven in your life today? Mm. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Sis thou, this woman, I entered into thine house. And thou gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears, wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? Well, I'm glad I know the answer to that question. glad I know who he is today and he said to the woman thy faith hath saved thee go in peace I want to preach for just a few moments if I can see if I can get back through this again forgiven and free forgiven and free I'm glad to be forgiven but I'm glad that I've been set free God doesn't just forgive you of sin he sets you free from sin I'm glad to be set free What good would it be for him to say, I forgive you if we still had to carry it around? Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I can be set free from sin. Come on, let's pray for the lesson right now. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing in this house today. Bless now the preaching and teaching of it. Lord, let us hear it with our hearts today. Let it go into good ground so we can be better. We can be forgiven and set free today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now if you're glad to be forgiven and free, clap your hands to the Lord today. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve today. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Thank you for being here. Good to see some of our college students back. Glad to see you, buddy. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward when that, that section gets filled back up with college kids again. Hopefully that will come on soon. Uh, the beginning of this, Jesus is invited into the house of this Pharisee to to go in, and it says he went in and sat down to eat, to to meet with him, and it's interesting because when you read, uh, I, I wonder what the Pharisee's true motive was, because when you read in the passage of scripture prior to this, it makes a statement about the Pharisees that they Uh, the Pharisees rejected the counsel of God because they would not be baptized by John. So I don't know what his end game was, what his motive was, if it was just because he knew everybody was following Jesus, he wanted a little popularity uh, contest won in his life. I don't know. But I do know that if Jesus goes and sits down to meet with with Pharisees, that he sits down with sinners, If, if he'll sit down with them, he'll sit down with anyone. Don't you ever think that Jesus won't love you or sit down with you either because he knows, I preached this a few weeks ago, even though he knows it all, he still loves us all and he knows about it and he he, he was not surprised, I'm sure that while everybody was talking and clamoring around him, he could hear the footsteps of that woman on that dusty road headed toward uh, that house, he knew she was coming that day, it didn't catch him by surprise and, And when she walks in, it says, this woman is a sinner. No name. There's, of course, speculation to who it was and different things. But here, there is no name. So to me, it's like, let's fill in the blank. It's well reported in the city who she is. Everybody else knows who she is. They they even know her name. Maybe even some of them have... uh, Visited with her. They said most uh, scholars say that if it was a woman who was a sinner, then most likely it was a, because of some immoral lifestyle that she lived. So here she is, unnamed, in the presence of Jesus. I like to think that's the fill in the blank for you and I, because instead of trying to decide who she was, we could just put ourselves right there in that place, because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We don't even ever need to think that we have not been in the place of this woman. Where everybody else knew what kind of person we was. And even Jesus knew what kind of person we was. And uh, she was unnamed, uninvited, unwelcome, but she was not unloved. There might have been a lot of things against her, but that day Jesus was for her. There might have been a lot of people in that house that was against her, but Jesus was for her. There might have been a lot of people that thought they knew her story, but Jesus knew her story. They thought they knew it, and and she was unwelcome. They thought that they knew it, and she was uninvited, but Jesus knew it, and he loved her. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter where we've been, what we've done. The answer to get rid of our past, the answer to get rid of our problems is still Jesus today. Oh, she was a sinner, and it was well reported in the city. People knew who she was. They knew that this woman uh, had done these things. They could probably name names that she had been with. They had all kinds of stories about her. But let me tell you something. Once she came to Jesus, none of that matters. She didn't have Jesus. Uh, She didn't really know Jesus. She just knew where he was at. Maybe she had heard what Jesus could do. Maybe she just realized, I've got to get something back going right in my life. Let me tell you, there's so many things in this world you can tangle yourself up with. There's enough going on in this life today that you can get entangled and get snared and get drugged down, but it takes only Jesus to set you free. John 8 and 36 said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I don't know what this woman was tangled up in, but she was in the right place. Sometimes when... People are in a a mess like that. They feel like their whole world is unraveling. But I would maybe suggest this. Maybe it's not that your world is unraveling, but that it's Jesus untangling. Why? Why? Uh, you, you're trying to hold on to things and things that don't, don't need to be there and it seems like it's slipping out of your hand. You feel like your world's unraveling. But, but, I, but maybe it's just Jesus starting to untangle. Because let me tell you, you can't get uh, in the presence of the liberator without him doing his work. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And sometimes we don't know how to react to liberty. We don't know how to react to to that freedom. You know, there's, there's people, uh, you see sometimes they, they take animals and things that have been locked in a cage and when they open the door, they don't want to go out. They don't know anything but that. They don't know how to react to an open door. And sometimes we don't know how to react to an open door. He's the door. And he said, I, I'm wide open. Let me tell you, just let him keep on untangling what you got tangled up in. If the sun will make you free, you're going to be free indeed. Hey, he can get the knots out. You ever tried to untangle? You got, hey, you got a baby girl, and they get that long hair, and they start running around outside playing, come in, hair's all knotted up. Are you trying to, or you tie your shoelaces too tight and get them in water, and then you try to get them. You know, we have a hard time. I'm just going to cut it. Jesus, I don't have to cut. I can untangle it. I can can untangle it. I can can straighten it out. I I don't have to lose nothing. I I can untangle it. I can get them loose. I can set them free. Jesus can set you free. He can untangle you from what you've gotten tangled up in. The Bible says we have not received again the spirit of bondage uh, to fear. I don't want to be tangled up. I don't want to be in bondage anymore. I want to be loose. I want to be set free. And this woman had... Whatever it was that she was wrapped up in, she had finally got to the place where she couldn't take it anymore. She knew who she was. She didn't have nothing to offer except her poor, pitiful self. But that's all he asked for. That's all he wanted. She needed something outside of the life she was living. She needed something different than who she was. What she was doing didn't satisfy her any longer. Desperate for change and always searching, she hears that Jesus is in this house. She knew it. People were flocking to that direction. People, people, didn't flock in that day unless they was going to see Jesus. If they were flocking, they were going to see Jesus. If they were, there's a multitude. You could bet Jesus was there. Was nobody going to see the Pharisees no more? Was nobody seeing the scribes? No? They were going to see Jesus. And she knew and had heard, and maybe she had even witnessed with her eyes things that he could do. And this was not a place that she would normally go. She would not just show up in public where people could look at her, talk about her. But she knew that she needed something in her life to be changed. Uh, let me tell you, we've got to get past ourselves and realize that it doesn't matter what everybody else knows. Uh, once Jesus gets a hold of you, he don't just forgive, he sets free. Uh, when you finish and when he finishes with you let me tell you when you come to him in faith and he gets done you're not dragging around a sign of, of uh, or or baggage you're not holding on to what, what you had he he sets you free he gets it away from you he th- he he throws it away he forgives you and then says, go your way. He, he frees you and says, go live your life. And don't quit. No, quit. A, you don't have to worry about what to say. You're free from people's attitude. You're free from their opinion. You're free from what they think. Hey, You're free from what they say. You're, you're, not, you're not bound to anything. They can say what they want to. Now, once Jesus, the liberator, the Savior, the one who washes you whiter than snow, when he says you are forgiven, honey, it doesn't matter what nobody else knows about your past. It's God gone. In his mind, it's gone, and that's all that matters because it won't be your buddy. It won't be your best friend. It won't be your cousin. It won't be your schoolmate. It won't be your husband or your wife standing there saying, "Uh, I remember what you did on judgment day. It's going to be the Lord saying, I've written your name down in the Lamb's book of life. I forgave you and washed you whiter than snow. I set you free where you could serve me. I set you free where you could do what I called you to do. You can't bring that stuff with you. Unrighteousness cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. I didn't just forgive you. I set you free. You are washed. You are sanctified, and you are justified. Hey, let me tell you, it's just like you've never done it in his mind. If he wanted to bring it up, sure he could, but that's not who he is. He said, I, I have justified you. I'm thankful that I can be forgiven and free. I know Paul wrote to the church in Rome that blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Well, when you cover something, you can't see it. When it's covered, you can't see it. You know, uh, he he washes, he cleanses, he covers. And he said, blessed are those people whose iniquities are forgiven. That's great. And so he don't just uh, forgive it, he covers it. I'm gonna cover it because I don't need nobody else seeing it. We need to quit trying to peek under the cover. Once they once they come here and it gets covered, once they go there and it's washed away, once it's covered, we need to quit trying to live. let, Let me find out who they really are. That ain't who they really are, that's who they were. Quit trying to find out who people used to be and find out who they are now. Let them live their life in the present. Uh, I hope, you know, we, we talk about it kind of jokingly sometimes that poor Rahab all the way through the scripture, it don't matter. She did what was right. She honored, she, she obeyed and, and, and hid those spies and she did all that by faith and her and her family were saved alive and she still called Rahab the harlot. But it's, it's simply an identifier. But uh, in some people's mind, you know, she's still a harlot. No, she was a harlot. If you study the scripture, you find out she got married. You find out she had kids. That's in the lineage. So uh, you you start finding out some things. about. Let people be who they are. Quit trying to talk about who they were. Uh, Quit trying to make them carry their past when Jesus has forgiven. Quit trying to lock them up when Jesus set them free we got to let people be who they are now. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. we got to quit trying to make people care this stuff. Hey, quit leaving your stuff. No, leave that stuff behind. Uh, let Jesus forgive you and let him set you free. Uh, I've never put these two sections of Scripture together until reading this morning. When the woman comes into the house, it says she stood behind or at his feet behind him. She came in behind him. I don't know if she's trying to hide. I don't know if she's, you know, she's ashamed. She's embarrassed, and maybe she's just trying to slip in. She's kind of like that woman with the issue of blood. Just let me slip through there and touch him. And then, you know, but Jesus knew what was going on as soon as it happened. And she comes in behind him, and says she starts to wash his feet with tears, wipe them with the hairs of her head. And she didn't have water. She didn't ask anybody else for She just used what she had. She used her tears. And then she used uh, the hairs of her head. You know, the Bible says that a woman's hair is given to her for a covering. And it's her glory. That's what Scripture says about it. And she took what was the only thing she had that was any glory. And she took it and she humbled herself. She said, I'm getting rid of, I'm, I'm, I'm using my glory. I'm using what, the only thing I have to cover me. I, in other words, I'm uncovering myself right here, not in a seductive way or anything like that, but she was just bearing herself. This is who I am. I'm a sinner. Everybody knows it, but you are my only hope. But I thought about this washing of feet, and I remembered what Jesus did. In the book of John, 13 he, he takes off his robe and he girds himself with a towel and he gets the water and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. And when he's done, he says, uh, Do you understand what I've done? You call me master, and that's right, I am. And if I, your master, have washed your feet, this is what you ought to do to each other. I have given you an example because a servant is not greater than his master. And he had never given that example yet. But she portrayed that example. I'm telling you something. Now that example was for them to be like him. There is something I am convinced inside of every living human being. Because we were all created in his image. That there is something that wants to get back. And when we finally, when all the stuff that we've piled on of this life finally dissipates and disappears and we're starting to it's it's uh, unraveling or her being untangled in our life there's something inside of us that we want to be like him and there was some she just there was something inside her why did she just go go to him and say i'm sorry for what i've done why did she fall down and wash his feet why did she dry his feet with her hair why was she doing the the example that he set for his disciples There was something inside of her. I want to be like my creator. I want to be like it was before man fell in the garden. I want to get back to a place of fellowship with my Lord. Just a thought. Just a thought. But let me tell you, when God does something, the scripture says, I know what God does, he does forever. When God created man in his image, that stamp was there forever. We might say, well, the world's molded them or shaped them maybe in character and personality, but there's something deep inside because there's an inner man. There's an inner man that will live forever, and that's by God. And that inner man longs to be back to what he used to be. He longs to be who he was, set free, uh, set free from sin in fellowship with God to be like its creator. But she... Begin to cry, wipe his... You know what? She had an alabaster box ointment, about Bible scripture says, and began to anoint his feet. And a lot of people, you know, we talk about the value of the ointment, but you know what was more valuable than that ointment? Her tears. Her Her humbleness. That desire, who she was, was more valuable than a box of ointment. Her, her story was now coming to the uh, a conclusion. Uh, that there was a life that was dying and a new life that was fixing to begin. She was, she was about to come into a new walk. She was about to become a brand new person. And while that old life was taking its last breath, uh, that new life was beginning to uh, worship the Creator and and pour out. It. There's nothing. I'm gonna use everything I've got, anything of value I have. This is it. I'm leaving it all right here at His feet, so that I can be different. Man, let me tell you, God. The Scripture said He commended His love toward us while we were sinners. We were more valuable to Him. As sinners, than anything we had, we were still of value. He still cherished us. He still loved us. He still cared about us. And while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Uh, It didn't matter what we had done, where we had been, who we were. We meant something to Jesus. Others don't see it. Simon couldn't see it. Oh, if this man were really a prophet, he would know. That's the thing, buddy. He does know. and He don't care that she's crying and kissing his feet. He don't care that she's pouring that ointment on his feet. He sees uh, who she really is. He sees who she wants to be. He has mercy and compassion on those uh, that that are not like us sometimes. He, he, He sees people because we were all like that. We were all there. And so when he gets through with his thinking out loud to himself, thoughts of, hmm, this guy must not be all that they say he is, because he would know. And if he was, and it's something? If he was a prophet, if he was holy, if he was a man of God, he wouldn't let sinners touch him. I'm glad today that Jesus let sinners touch him. And I'm glad today that he reached down and touched sinners I'm glad today the Scripture said that he receiveth sinners, and I'm so glad today that he does. I'm glad that when nobody else could see my worth, he could. When I couldn't see my worth. Hey, let me tell you, she don't know what he's going to do, but this is all I got left. I'm going to throw it all in right here. Hey, people say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, if you're going to do it, do it with Jesus. And That's the way I was, but I came to the altar that night, they wouldn't, I wouldn 't hold nothing in reserve. I thought, well, if this don't work, uh, this is it, God I 'm at the end of the road, at the end of the rope I'm at a, uh, this is where it stops for me. If this don't work, nothing will, but it worked. <laughs> Let me tell you, it worked. You will never sincerely come to Jesus repenting and praying and it not. Work If you believe that he died for your sins, if you believe his blood washes you whiter than snow, then when you call on the name of the Lord and you go down in that water, guess what? It works every time. And you may come up and you might still remember what you did just a day earlier, but God has already washed it and took it off your record. It might still be in the mind uh, uh, but it don't apply anymore you got to forget those things that are behind and start reaching forward hey let me tell you paul was a murderer paul was a persecutor that's who he was but then he became a preacher and people were scared of him when he came around but some of them had to say just let him preach and you'll understand let him be who he is since god got a hold of him and you'll understand because God didn't just forgive him, God set him free. And God set him on a course. And God gave him a direction and instruction and told him what he would suffer for his name. Oh, I'm glad today that he can forgive. Oh, he forgave me, praise God. But he set me free. He set me free. No more desire for those things. No more desire for that lifestyle. Hey, I know I could have walked in a room and there'd been a number of people that would have said, I remember who you were just last week. I remember where we were just last week. I said, we well, should have seen where I was this week. I was in the altar and then I was in the water. Oh, and then I was in the presence of God. And the man, the man that clocked in on Tuesday Or on Wednesday morning, ain't the same guy that clocked in on Thursday morning. New creature. Well, you're wearing the same work boots. Your hair still looks the same. That's all right. New man. Been changed, been redeemed, been bought, been purchased, been washed whiter than snow. I've been forgiven and I have been set free. The Lord begins to teach a parable to just kind of show Simon I do know who she is. Two men owed a sum of money, each one different, one greater than the other. The creditor forgives them both who loves the most, the one that if he gave the most, I suppose. Well that's right. And then he turns to the woman. I, I picture it like this in my mind. Because she came in behind him. Didn't say that he looked at her, acknowledged her. I don't know what I don't know how you don't acknowledge somebody that's washing your feet, but maybe he just kept staring at Simon, saying, What do you think about this? But when it came time to let everybody know what he had done, he turns to the woman, and now Simon finds himself behind him in the same place that that woman was. He all of a sudden, you know, we're going to all find ourselves in that place. We need not ever think, Oh, I'm just going to come right on in with access to God. We're going to all find ourselves easing up behind Him because we're ashamed, easing up because we're embarrassed, easing up because we know people think things about us, and we all, and then He, he said, oh, You know what, Simon? I'm fixing to put you in her place with my back to you. And then He begins to talk to Him. You see this woman? And again, this is my mind. I like to think of Jesus maybe standing now. And her in front of him. And Simon going. It doesn't say he said anything. I just like to think that he's going in his mind. I I can't see nothing but you. See what I'm saying? When Jesus turns the location around. And now she's in front of him. Looking at her savior. He's speaking words to her about her. That the people that doubted her can't even see her, because all they can see is Jesus. Oh yeah, when he gets done, <laughs> when he gets done, he'll say, "You see that fella? I don't see no nobody, but I don't see nobody but you, Lord. You, you, you in the. Uh, that's right. Because when I get done with them, you won't see nobody but me. So quit trying to make them be who they were when they walked in the room." Quit trying to make them be who they were a week ago, a year ago, ten years ago. And let them be who i made them. I've turned around. I can't see her. I can't see nothing but you, Jesus. That's right. That's right. Hey, let me tell you. And it don't matter how. Uh, big that sin was. He's big enough to cover it because it said he covers it. He, he he gets rid of that iniquity and he covers. He, he's got enough cover. It don't matter how many years it lasted, how long it was, how bad it was. It covers it all. He, that, that 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 cover will just blanket. I can't see nobody but Jesus. That's the way it's supposed to be. Quit trying to look around him thing is, now that she's in front, the scripture says that the Lord would throw our sins behind his back. She can't even see who she used to be anymore. See, is it that easy if you have faith? It is. Isaiah 38 17 said, Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. That was before Jesus. But thou, you Lord, have in love to my soul. Because you love my soul, you have delivered it from the pit of corruption. For you have cast. You see what happens when he, if he leaves those sins there, you're still in the pit of corruption. He said, but you have delivered it for or because you have cast all my sins behind your back. Now that I'm in a different location. Now that I can see your glory. The Bible says we beheld God's glory in the face of Jesus. It was his glory. He's looking at her. He's talking to her. He's letting her know thy faith has saved thee. Man, you get that? Your faith in him. You didn't have to get it right before you came to me. You just had to give it to me. Quit trying to fix it before you get here and just bring it broke, busted, stinking, whatever it is, and give it to me. I'm going to turn around, throw it behind my back. You can't see it, and they can't see you. All they can see is me. I'll forgive you, and I'll set you free. He went on and listed all the things this woman had done while that guy stood back there with her sins, just remembering who she was. Hard to believe the things that Jesus was saying, but it's... What well, she did. She washed my feet, wiped them with the hands of her head, kissed my feet since I've been in here. You did not even anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. So I say unto you, I'm telling you, so you'll know, Simon, that her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. And then he says to her, Thy sins are in the presence of everybody. Thy sins are forgiven because everybody at the table goes, what? Who is this guy forgiving sins? Who is he? Oh, he's Jesus, the one that can do it. He's Jesus, the one that can do it. And he said, your faith has saved thee. Go in peace. on, oh, you're free. You ain't got to stand around here and let nobody talk about you no more. Go. You ain't got to sneak up behind me no more. But you can come boldly before the throne of grace. And let me tell you, I'm glad today that Jesus forgave me. And, and then he set me free. I didn't have to carry. You know, There are things in my mind that I can't forget. And sometimes they find their way back. But then all I have to do is remember, that happened before January thirteenth, nineteen 1993. And anything that happened before that date, washed it away. Like I, I said the other night, the old account was settled long ago. Anything that happened after that, if we're faithful to confess our faults, then he is faithful to forgive. I don't have to carry nothing around. I have to be humble. I have to be uh, repentant. I have to be sorry when I make mistakes. I can't just say, meh, Jesus will take care of it. But once he takes care of it, leave it alone. Because you're going to have to go around him to get back to it. If it's behind his back, you got to go around him to get back to it. So quit trying to dig around and carry that stuff and beat yourself up with that stuff and torture yourself with that stuff. Let him forgive you and let him set you free. Stand with me this morning. If the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I don't know. I can't say it any clearer than God can say it. I don't have any words better than that. But yet so many people just cannot see their way past their past. A lot of times we say, well, I'm going to put my past behind me. But that's you doing it. And then you always have access to it. Let him put your past behind him. And then it's gone for good. The Lord loves loves us so much. And I know most of our people here this morning, this is our church family, this is our folks, but... You know what will happen on this walk with him? You'll make mistakes and you'll torment yourself the rest of your day over these mistakes you've made. What's the matter with me? Why was I so stupid? I can't believe I did that. You know what? We all do stupid things. We all make mistakes. We all have those things we're sorry for. But God doesn't say anywhere I require you to hold on to that and remember it. There is sin that is active in our lives and I believe we have to lay it down. The Bible says lay aside every weight and sin. You know what I think weight is? Sin that has been forgiven but we won't let go of because it becomes a weight. And when it becomes a weight it's no longer faith because if you're still carrying it, do you believe Jesus even forgave you of it? I want to be forgiven and I want to be set free. Let's lift our hands and pray together this morning. Jesus, we love you. and We're so thankful for you today. That not only do you forgive us. and you know, all we need your forgiveness. There's forgiveness with you, Lord, that you may be feared. But Lord, we need to be set free. We need for things to be untangled in our lives. We need, Lord, for things to, to, to be out of our lives. Lord, so we need be the doors open, God. We need the chains to fall off, Lord. We need the weights to drop today. Set us free, Lord, like only you can do. I pray that a spirit of faith arise up in this house today and everyone that hears this message. God, that they won't only believe you for these things to be forgiven, but they will also believe that they are set free. That you didn't just die to wash away sin, but you died to make us free. Help us with it today, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. Keep us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. If you're glad to be set free, if you're glad to be forgiven, hallelujah, love him. Live free. Live free. I want to live forgiven, but I want to live free too. There's a difference. There's a difference. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Don't forget, next week, 11 o'clock, Sunday school, 12 o'clock, worship and preaching. So it's going to be a great time. Tomorrow night at 7, prayer. Wednesday night, regular Bible studies. So be at church all you can. It's time to go back to having church. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name.